With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for the most well-known sports radio icon in St. Louis. The show that begs you to answer the question, can I ever be this good? It's time for the Charlie Tuna Show. Presented by Ameren, Illinois on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Charlie Tuna Show. Uh, Skip Weber will be with us in about five minutes. Special guest tonight, uh, Steve Schenken, the segment of Contemporary Production, will join our Ladies' Night edition. And the Pia Tosa from Cafe Napping 1 and 2 is going to tell you what's going on with the restaurant business because the state of Missouri came out and said we're going to open up most things on May 1, Joe. Huh? If well, the weather uh, stays nice, it may have a chance to kill the virus as, they, as they're hoping. So oh, totally. we'll see. Hopefully nothing. No one gets sick by going out even more. Matter of fact, thousands of people mm. call the doctors and whatever, try to get this bad medicine. Hydro, what is it called? <laughs> the hydro, uh, oh, what is it called? I forget what it's called. Because mm. they, they debunked it so long ago because so many people were dying. Dying. And, uh, of course, Lysol. We have, we may have, mm, I shouldn't mm. be talking, the dumbest president in the history of the country. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it when you... Oh, my God. He wants to kill yes, people. it's terrible. They were trying to tell him that you can use UAV light to kill it on surfaces, and he took it to you was using UV light and disinfectant inside your body. I don't know how he came up with that. And Dr. Fauci hasn't been seen for a few days. Yeah, what's up with that? By the way, we got some special guests. Everybody watched the last dance last night. Mm-hmm. Rockio and all you young guys. <laughs> and um, Joe, you're young too, but Joe's got sense. He reads. LeBron James couldn't have made it. No. Back in the day. Couldn't get first, past, he wouldn't have got past the Pistons. First of all, you couldn't have played at 275 back then because everybody was slim and treat. Mm-hmm. And it was more of an engaging game. They'd have whooped his ass. <laughs> Easily. Isaiah Thomas would have whooped his ass. The most beat up player ever. Ever was Isaiah Thomas. And Michael Jordan did say Isaiah Thomas was the second best point guard ever. You knew guys, man, this new NBA ain't worth a damn. Coach Bob Nelson will be on with us Thursday at 7 o'clock. He uh, learned uh, from Tex Winter, taught him about the triangle. 
He was a scout with the Bulls for a couple of seasons. I think he's going to be on with Frank tomorrow. He'll be on with us Thursday night. Longtime friend, former head coach of Forest Park Junior College. So he'll be with us. <clears throat> we got fun. Tom Wiley be back tomorrow night with Howard Balls. We'll talk about the NFL draft. Oh, my God. How about the draft? Uh, Jaden Hurts. I like the draft. I, was, I enjoyed I it. I watched it. 55 million people watched it. So. <laughs> It Somebody put, was watching. It put Roger Goodell at a, a different light. <laughs> it he did. Loved it. I liked it when he started sitting back chilling like he was getting tired himself. <laughs> I like the telephone gate. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> Man, give me my phone. That was back, funny. Bitch. Give me my phone. <laughs> yeah, oh, give C- me my damn CD phone. lamp. Yeah. Give me my he phone. He snatched back. that phone back quick. She she gave her that look like, I'll knock you out on national television look. Did his mama look over the like, hey, Don't be messing yeah. with my baby. She's not going to be around long. Oh, no. She, she already gone. <laughs> Did you see the other one where the black mom pulled the uh, the white lady off of her son? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get out Get the way. Most of the black players uh, had white girlfriends. Nothing yeah, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. They froze the sisters out on draft night. Yeah, Steve, Only you will hear that on yeah, our show. Steven Jackson came out and said, how come it wasn't like that the other way around? <laughs> right. <laughs> he said, how come Joe Burrows didn't have a black girlfriend with him? Yeah, he had his mama. <laughs> Joe Burrows. Good luck. Is a great player. Gonna be a, no, not great. Good player. I think Joe Burrows could be the biggest bust in the draft if he doesn't make it. He's going to the Cincinnati Bengals, so they haven't been done too well since what? Who? Boomer Sison was their last. That's right. Really successful quarterback. So uh, Wednesday night, Alvin Reed, uh, Matt Berger will be with us Thursday night. Of course, Doctor Rick, Bob Nelson, former. Head coach at Forest Park Junior College was a was a scout with the Chicago Bulls back in the late 90s. He knows all about Jordan. He used to sit in on all the meetings. He was orchestrated a lot of the um, defenses. He's going to talk to us Thursday night. Longtime coach at Forest Park Junior College. And what can you say about Dennis Rodman last night? Oh, my God. What a player. Michael Jordan said he was the smartest player he played with. Smartest player. I'm going to tell you, Bill Lambert, one of my favorite, one of my favorite players ever. I love, I love Bill Lambert. He kept Most it real. He was him. dirty. I liked it. Oh, I like the bad boys pistons. I think that's how you have to play. That's how you have to play. Hey, we're going to have to punk you. It's the only way we can beat you. That's what we're going to have to do. And to you people, you punks, I'll say it, you mm-hmm. punks. They said it was bad, but. The Pistons walked off the court. Back in those days, you did it. Everybody did it. The Boston Celtics did it to the Pistons before that. Mm -hmm. When the Pistons finally beat them. Did you see They were upset and walked off. Isaiah Thomas had to chase Kevin McHale down. Yeah, Kevin McHale was the only one that shook his hand. Right. No one said anything. Stephen A. Smith kept it real today. He said the reason why you didn't say anything because Larry Bird was white. That's why you didn't say anything. (laughs) not lying. That's right. Tell the truth. You won't hear it on this station. You won't hear it on any other yeah. station, but I'll tell you. A lot of people are being fake talking about they don't they don't think the bad boys pistons were good for the NBA. Come on, everybody wants that type of player. Here here's what happened with the with the this is what happened with the Pistons. People forgot this. Pat Riley went to the New York Knicks. And what styles did they play? Bad boy style. When he went to Miami, what styles did they play? Bad boy style. So the Pistons set a tone for the NBA. It's time for the Weber Report, brought to you by Weber Chevrolet and WeberChevrolet.com. Now, here's Skip Weber. Weber. Sales are so good, Skip Weber couldn't answer the phone at first. I understand. That's great. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, they're good, but that's not why I couldn't answer. I didn't hear it ringing yet. Sorry. Well, they're getting ready to open up everything. I hope that you watch it. Uh, tell me you you didn't watch it again last I, night. I didn't watch it again. Oh, my God. I, watched, I have watched the first episode now. I'm catching up. I'll catch up. You got to see. You got to see last night. <laughs> yeah, I heard that Rodman was awesome. Oh, he was awesome. And yeah. Michael Jordan was awesome. They talked about the bad boys. It, it was kind of nice. What did yeah. you think about the first one you watched, part of it? Really, really good. Very, very well done. You know, I've watched so many of these uh, 30 for 30 documentaries. Time. You know, uh, the, the, the Detroit Pistons had one that was one episode, okay? Uh, the whole Big East had one that was one episode. The Lakers-Celtics rivalry had a two-episode one. So here's one that's like a whole week for just the Bulls. But I get it. They're doing it. I can see how they can do it. I can see how they're stretching it out. It's really, really good. Very, very, very well done. It, it, it gets better. The number one rated, according to Rotten Tomatoes, who does all the movies, the yep. number one rated TV show last week and this week is The Last, last Dance. Night. Last Yeah. Night. Well, I mean, here, they've got the top-notch people on it. They're not having to do a whole season and come up with new ideas. They've been working on it. It's a true story, so it's compelling. Um, it's a great story. You know, what's neat about it, Charlie, for most people, I would assume, is that we all remember it. And we don't necessarily remember every single fact about it, but when you're looking through there, you can go, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that part about it, and, and, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, I think I think it's it's super well done. The part that you're going to really be enthralled about is when Dennis Robin was in a room with Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan, and and uh, after this was after Scottie Pippen was injured, and he looked at Phil Jackson and said, "I need a vacation, man. I'm tired. I'm you know, working over a little bit." <laughs> so uh, Phil Jackson said, how, "How much time you need?" Roughly, he said, "He said, Phil, all I can give you is 48 hours. It's okay. I'll give you that." So Michael Jordan right there in the room in front of him said. Oh, no, man. If you let this dude go, we'll <laughs> never get him back. <laughs> he took him. He came back. Not 48 hours. Michael Jordan had to go get him. You remember the actress Carmen Electra? Yes, yeah, sure. I remember that. When she dated him. She, yeah. she was in the room with him. And she said Michael <laughs> came in, and she hid behind the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Michael said, I knocked on the door. I'm not going to tell you he was in the bed with him. <laughs> or what? Or what? They said what was in the bed. Could have been Donkey. We don't know. But it was something else. Hey, getting back to our regular sports, that uh, that um, reward thing they had in the post-dispatch, the best St. Louis athlete, it, it narrowed down to two athletes, Stan Musial and Albert Pujols. And Stan Musial, of course, won. That's the same as- well, we said that we said that last week. I mean, as much as we loved Marshall Falk and the others, uh, we I think last week we predicted it was going to come down to Musial and Pools. So, I mean, this you know baseball, the history of baseball. What are you going to do again with baseball in St. Louis? Even though how much we love the Rams and how much we love the Blues right now and all that, it's just going to be uh, you know you never know if the Blues win a couple more cups with this batch and they do that same thing. 15 years from now, you might see a Tarasenko or a Ryan O'Reilly go all the way. Never know. Last yeah. night on uh, NBC, of course, had the uh, they have the best NHL games, and they had the Blues uh, game seven last night. It was fa- it's fun to oh, watch yeah. that again. 
Game seven against Dallas, yeah. You know, that was such a great game by Dallas's goalie, who's a St. Louis native. But um, it really should have been a one nothing game St. Louis because the ref knocked the puck in with his skate or knocked it to the knocked it like a like a pass to the to the Dallas Stars player. I don't remember who scored it to, to have them score their one goal. Um, you know, and Bennington didn't have to save as many saves as Bitch did because we were we were out I and mean, we had so so many shots on goal, but it should have been a one nothing shutout um, to win the game in regulation. So, okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps—you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's really good that we won the, the overtime lap we did the national hockey league now looks like if they come back they'll be playing in the summertime and let's say they play in front of no fans will that pump a hockey team up to play the Blues or whatever. I just think this season could be lost. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Well, I think that they'll still play it. Uh, I think that it might always have an asterisk because the players might say, you know, it wasn't fun playing. But, but you know, I mean, the Blues won the whole thing last year in Boston. So were they pumped by a crowd? Maybe. They sure didn't have the crowd on their side. And uh, um, so you got to. Well, I think it might be weird to play in an empty cavern, but but you you know you got to win on the road anyway. So you're not always going to have your fans cheering you. So who who knows? I mean, I, I, I certainly think it'll we're playing in a cavern, but I, I don't know why you would, anybody would say it's not as legitimate. The National Hockey League is considering four four host cities, and St. Louis said they will be interested in being a host city. St. Louis is very interested in being a host city. I can tell you that right now. Hmm. It would be a great thing to do. You know, the one thing the playoffs, if we do play them, Charlie, is it will be different. Because the key to winning playoffs normally is to beat down the already battered teams. Everybody comes into the playoffs battered, tired. They've been playing a long season. I know that people have been working out, but people are much, much, much more rested right now then they, you know, it, whatever they do, they will, be the, they will be the most rested any team has ever been going into the playoffs. It's a totally different game. Totally different game. So I'm not sure. I think it probably works against the Blues. Four deep lines and how good condition they are. And the type of game we play, we always, by the end of every series last year, we always had the other team worn down. Um, that we won't be won't be easy to do that this year. If, if we make it, you know, I'm sure we'll here if we play, we'll make the playoffs. We're already in. There's nothing that will happen in the last few games to keep us from being in. But 
Um, you know, love to see him go real deep again and contend, but it would be a different style, different type of game. Even though, um, even because of the coronavirus, the Blues are still going to negotiation with negotiating with Angelo, Alex Petrangelo, and it makes sense for him to come back. But you never know what he's going to do, Skip. Right. Well, you got agents involved too, and the agents will always be preaching go the extra money. I mean, that's just how they are. Not, not slamming them, but players, you know, I think a lot of players want to stay where they're at. Very few people really want to change t- cities in any sport. Most people have developed uh, roots there now. They got their, their family is there. They have personal friends away from the field or the ice. Um, they like their team. Every now and then you get somebody that wants out with the management. Usually it's kind of more of a little bit of a baby player or the management's jerks or whatever. Um, I think Petrangelo would love to stay, but if the number that he gets offered from somebody else is really, 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 really higher, um, then you stand the risk of losing him because the Blues have so many people that are young and they're and they're going to be starting to get contract, you know, contracts negotiated for them too. They got a lot of stars. Um, you know, I'd love to see him keep them, but you can. Only, it's not just affording it; it's also the cap. So this happens with every championship team because look how much money Pat Maroon got. I mean, he was. He had a decent playoffs, but he was disappointing most of the season. And he got a ton of money, way more than we should ever pay him, and I wish him well. And that's, that might happen with Petrangelo, even though I really, really want to keep him. He might get offered more than really the Blues can afford to, pl- to pay. Switching to baseball, Ted Simmons is going into the Hall of Fame, but we don't know when. <laughs> yeah, we don't know when, but I'm so glad he is. Love the fact that he's going in. You know, the, if you're a true baseball fan, right now, Skip, we would be having such a good time. People are going to the games, getting those hot dogs with the sauerkraut and onions, but we can't do it right now. And of all the sports that we need right now, we're in the heart of baseball season right now. Not yeah, the heart of it, but close. Yeah. Well, it would be in full swing, put it that way. It's a, it wouldn't even be a month in, but it would be definitely in full swing. Every weekend would have, you know, probably some even day games on Saturday, uh, while it's still while it's still uh, uh, you know cool out. But um, you know, certainly the Sunday afternoon games is just so much fun, and you know all the night games during the week. It would be good. I really hope that they make some doubleheaders to help us be able to play as many games as possible. And that. Well, if they come back, your favorite pastime in baseball, they will have a lot of doubleheaders coming up. Yeah. I hope so. I think that's be a good way to do it. You know, um, most of the money is TV anyway. The TV contracts are set. I mean, don't don't be greedy. We have to take every single dollar. Yeah, you know, I just have some double headers and, and, and get it going. All right, Skip. Tell us about Weber Chevrolet. They're getting ready to open up the state of Missouri. Of course, Illinois may have to lag a little bit, but you're an essential job. What's happening at Weber? Yes. Well, we're open. Uh, I feel bad for everybody, other business in Illinois. I mean, you know, you really should look at if if you're running the state of Illinois, look at the look at the areas. I mean, don't don't treat us like Chicago. We're, you know, the, the 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 infection and the spread and everything down here in this part of the world is just a fraction. But, but you know, nevertheless, we are still open. All of our Illinois stores and our and our Missouri stores open. We are essential. Um, I'll tell you the mood of the people. Always said, Charlie, that's always said, 
that the car business is a very good indicator or bellwether, whatever you want to call it, of the whole society. Um, and, and car sales have been good through the whole thing because people know that they don't have to make a payment uh, for three or four months. So that tells me that people are confident it will end. Whether it ends or not in time to make your first payment remains to be seen, but I'm pretty sure it will. But I think everybody else feels like it will. And not only are they confident it will end, they're confident that the economy will be going and they'll make, be making money. They also have, have lessened the amount of people that are asking to be, have the cars delivered to them. About uh, two or three weeks ago, that was half of our deals. A little bit less than that, but it was a lot. Well, it's realizing, hey, they're disinfecting. They've heard how much we're cleaning the place up and disinfecting it. We don't have full staff, so it's no social distancing problems. Everybody's, you know, you got walls, uh, you know, plexiglass between the, the managers and the, and the customers. Uh, you know, when they're signing the papers, it's all pretty healthy and um, worse. So, uh, so people are coming in, you know. But they're still doing a lot of the, of the stuff online. I still encourage greatly, just make appointments. Get some of your research done. We'll, we'll still help you. We'll answer questions and all that. If you want to drive, that's just no problem. But um, the more you do online, the, the quicker it is for you. And see how easy it is with the website. So things are great. Uh, the, the incentives from Detroit are so aggressive. You can really, really save a lot of money. And I'm really proud of how the car business has done this to help people uh, help people's budgets with delayed payments and get some deals going to keep the economy rolling. Folks, go in there before all this is over and get a great deal. Four months for, before first payment. Financing is fantastic. Weber Chevrolet, WeberChevrolet.com. Two locations in Illinois, Granite City and Columbia, and of course, my building, 270 and Olive in Crevecore, Missouri. Thank you, Skip, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday night. Charlie, talk to you then. Thank you. The Weber Report was brought to you by Weber Chevrolet. All right, we're trying to, well, you know what, knowing me, knowing me, I gave you the wrong phone number. Let's see. That's the number I gave you. Uh, okay. We, 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 tell you what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to get, I want to talk to Andy from uh, Cafe Napoli. In just a few moments, I want to talk to him about what's going on um, with what's happening with the different re- restaurants uh, in St. Louis. All we worried about is Cafe Napoli. Though. Yeah, pretty That's, all we That's about. where I can't, can't wait to go there. You can't go. Matter of fact, you have a gift card. Yes, yeah, first on and, my list. And uh, we want you to let's try them again to see what's happening. No and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Folks, this portion of the show is brought to you by Cafe Napoli 1. Cafe Napoli, too. I want to give a shout-out to my guy, Joseph. Joseph is the guy that you hear on all our commercial shirts. He um, does all the professional commercials. He does them right in his home. He has his own studio. He records all the commercials. I tell you what we do. Let's take a quick time out, and we'll return in just a moment. We got some, some damn good music tonight, and we will be back back with you this is Whitney Houston. Oh, sucky, sucky now. Woo! Stolen moment is all that we share. You've got your family and they need you there. Though I try. 
Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Amherst. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. In Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right, welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by both Cafe Napoli and Napoli 1, Napoli 2. And the... The guy that runs it, owns it, Cafe Nappy 2 in town and country. We call him Pat Riley Jr. He thinks he's slick, hired back. My main man, Mr. Andy Piatosa. What's up, Andy? How you doing, Charlie? You should see the hair without a haircut, man. I don't even know if I'm Pat Riley anymore. Guess what I ordered? I ordered some of that cream you use because, you know, I use it on my hair, too. That's good. That's the magic stuff. Oh, that's yeah. That's why, I, you know, when I come in there, I got to beat the women off of me. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. When, when, <laughs> That's what we tell everybody. Yeah, when can I start beating the women off of me? Tell me what's going on with the restaurants now. Well, so Governor Parsons came out today and didn't give us too much information. He uh, said that May 4th, going back to work in some restaurants, can reopen. But that doesn't do much for St. Louis City and St. Louis County because they are under the jurisdiction of uh, Lida Cruson in the city and then San Page in the county. So we're waiting on what their... Um, rules are going to be for restaurants to reopen when the date will be it's just a waiting game right now we don't know when it will be and we don't know what the restrictions will look like yet but we are going to be back at napoli too doing curbside on friday may 1st curbside is that monday through sunday night we're going to do it seven days a week oh great fantastic fantastic I, i went to napoli uh yesterday in the city and clayton got food uh-huh. but but I got to come to see my guy because they got they got this special steak sauce and mushroom sauce that I use that I get Vino in Napoli too. Sauce, yeah. With yeah. The What's the name of that? Tell me about Vino Rosso. Vino Rosso. It's red wine in Italian. It's a red wine mushroom sauce with porcini and uh, button mushrooms. Ooh la la! So it looks mm-hmm. like we're getting close. I know you and I are very antsy, and you're ready to get back to work, aren't you? 
Oh man, I, I got a four and a half year old and a two and a half year old. Oh my god! I just when you called me this morning and said I'd be on the air, that means I get a minute and a half outside. I'm excited. <laughs> we can, we can, I can talk all night. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what brought you good luck. I'm gonna tell you this right now. People are gonna listen to me and say crazy. Thank God I gave you that rock from my friend. That's it, man. I got it on my dresser up there. You got the yeah. rock on the dresser. Yeah, right after you gave me the rock, COVID nineteen came into play. It's, uh, it's yeah, I'm, I'm have to reassess where I'm putting that rock. Yeah, put that rock there. Yeah, that, that rock came in handy. That rock gonna make sure you open and business is gonna be good as heck. So once again, when you do open up, that probably means you're gonna have to move the tables apart a little bit, correct? Yeah, I mean we know that we're not gonna be at 100 percent capacity. I mean we're thinking that if you look at the other cities that have reopened. Probably be 50% capacity, um, six feet apart, wearing gloves and, uh, and masks and things like that. I don't know about bar seating. So I'm, like Wisconsin just reopened and they're taking temperatures of guests when they come in. I don't think that, uh, you know, St. Louis is as big as a hot spot that they had there. Um, but yeah, we don't know what they're going to be restriction wise, but we're going to do anything to and everything to make everybody safe and to get back to serving people like, like we know how to do. Can't, if someone comes in and wants, wants to buy, I know they came out a couple of weeks ago. If someone comes in and wants to buy a bottle of wine to go, can you do that? Yeah, now I can sell cocktails. I can sell bottles of wine. Um, I can sell pretty much anything liquor-wise to go. There's, there was a uh, something that came out from the, from the health department allowing us to be able to do that during this COVID-19 uh, period. And we're going to do some specials on wine. We've got some market stuff we're going to do at the restaurant. We're going to sell some raw steaks that you can go home and cook. Uh, pasta kits where homemade pasta with the sauces that you can toss and make at home. Uh, par-baked lasagnas, meatballs, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, my website is up on Napoli2.com right now for my curbside menu. And my market will be up um, this week. But Cafe Napoli is doing the same thing as well. Give us the uh, phone number where you are. Yeah, 636 636- Two five six ninety nine ninety eight. Just or you just type in Napoli two dot com. You can see everything on there. And then uh, for Cafe Napoli, just Cafe Napoli dot com. All right, and we're ready. We're ready for you. We look forward to seeing you this weekend. Oh, I can't wait, man! I can't wait. Matter of fact, I'm like a track star at the starting line. I'm ready to go. I know. I can't. I mean, you're there four four or five times a week. I don't know what you've been doing this last six weeks. Pulling my hair out just to see me now. I'm still looking young. Still looking yeah, young. I got, I got all the hair. You got no hair. I can't <laughs> wait to see you. All right. Uh, all right. That's Andy Piatosa, the owner of Napoli 2 in town and country. Don't forget, both Napoli's will be are open now and seven days a week. Once again, give us that phone number where you are, Andy. 636-256-9998 and then Napoli2.com. All right. One of the, the best cuisine mm-hmm. in this state. Cafe Napoli 1, Cafe Napoli 2. Thank you, Andy. We'll see you Thank Friday. you, my good friend. Talk to you soon, Charlie. Bye-bye. Thank, thank you, sir. All right, Cafe Napoli. All right. Feeling good. Okay, things are starting <laughs> to open back up. Let's take a quick time out. Just portion up the show. Brought to you, of course, by Cafe Napoli 1, Napoli, Bar Napoli, and Cafe Napoli. This is a song by Mike McDonald. It's called What's going on? He made it live by Marvin Gaye. He was at this big symphony hall when he made mm-hmm. this. You talking about funky? We gonna play some good music tonight, Whitney Houston, Mike McDonald. The girls are coming on in a minute. I know they probably. Well, we don't nobody call me. <laughs> we'll call you in just a minute. Take a listen. We'll call you in a moment. You 
Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. And welcome back to the show. We're zoomed in now. This portion of the show is brought to you by SunTrup BMW of West St. Louis, home of the ultimate drive machine. It's my ladies' night. Pam and Karen, are you there? Hey, we made it back. Thanks. Please, don't sure. don't say yeah. you made it back on the air, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> She's new and ready. Oh my God! Let's go. Let's go to my. Let's go to my guest line. This young man has been a friend of mine. One of the largest promotional companies in the world. He's brought the Pope to town, Jay Leno, Grateful Dead, Stevie Wonder, from Aretha Franklin, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles. If I keep going on and on, we'll be at six o'clock in the morning. My incredible <laughs> friend, Steve Shankman. Uh- I've seen you at six o'clock in the morning, and that's not a pleasant sight. Kelly <laughs> <laughs> and I used to be on the road about fifty years ago. We used to go to all kinds of places to play: Oklahoma City, Columbia, Chicago, Fruitland. Fruitland was my favorite town. Yeah. That's actually a city in Missouri called Fruitland. Out forty-four or fifty-five somewhere, I forgot. I don't want to ever <laughs> go back there again. Yeah, they kicked me out. I bet there's out. some good stories from that road trip, those oh. road trips. The oh, best wow. story was I had a I had a cap, a Cadillac. It was my father-in-law's car, and Charlie was in the back seat. <laughs> this <laughs> that was, was a story in itself. This was 40 years ago. I remember now. The white guy chauffeur and the black guy. Yeah. 50, 50, 50 years ago. ago. Steve, how are you? This is Karen Young with Karen and Pam. Yeah, I know, Karen. The ladies' night. I know all about these ladies. You know all about these ladies. before. Yeah, we I did. Of course, Karen is with Lifetime Fitness, and Pam is an author, so she may be writing a book, a story about me, Steve. I hope so. They wrote a story about me, and it's just that. It's a story. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's talk about it. We've got a little time, and ladies, you can chime in. I've got several questions, of course. Steve, what's going to happen? Just think if you were a promoter right now. What, What would you do with this coronavirus if you had a concert coming up? 
Well, as you know, all concerts are shut down. 55,000 concerts have been shut down. Uh, what you do is you do what we're doing. I mean, uh, I've been home for six weeks, contemporary productions. Everybody's working virtual, doing great work. A lot of our clients are going from big uh, meetings that have three, 4,000 people in a theater or the convention center, and they're having their things on, on virtual streaming like we're doing right now except big production and big sound lights, even some guest stars and, and speakers. But as far as concerts go, when will Riverport open? Well, we see the Muni's talking about late August. I mean, late July through August, maybe Riverport will do that too. But we got, we got to, it's, it's just a condition that we're all in. I mean, we're going to let people in and we're going to social distance. What's the state going to do? What's the county going to do? It's like I tell everybody, including my own people at work, we don't know when it's really going to open up and when it's going to be, normal. There's a guy, you know, Emmanuel, uh, Aria Emanuel, who runs a big agency in, 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 uh, uh, in, in, in Beverly Hills, and his brother is the, is the, uh, the, governor, the mayor of, of Chicago at one time, came out and said, the Dr. Zeke Emanuel, it won't be concert season until August or September of 21. Hmm. Well, that's a year and a half away. So what I'm trying to say is we don't really know. I have some ideas how it's going to look when we come back but we don't really know what day the first concert going to be at the pageant or Riverport or, or, at the, or down at the steeple or, or down Scott trade or wherever. We don't really know. Have the stones what, canceled what there? Have the stones canceled yet? The stones did cancel. And, and uh, uh, if I was you and I bought my tickets on Ticketmaster, I get a refund because they're not going to come back this year. And, and hopefully next year and you can rebuy your tickets or keep them. Ticketmaster, StubHub, they're all making deals. Now, you're on StubHub. We'll give you 120% credit on, on buying tickets from us in the future. And they're doing that with uh, uh, also with cruise ships and a lot of other things. But, yeah, the Stones have canceled. Almost everything is canceled or postponed right now. There will be shows at Delmar Hall. There will be shows at the pageant this year. I, I believe in, in Live Nation. I believe in Joe Edwards and, and Dave Girardi over there at, uh, at Live Nation. But I'm not sure about the big shows this year where you got 30, 40,000 people. So is that how you think it's going to look different, that they might be smaller or, or keep the attendance lower? Yeah, I think that's going to happen. And again, so if, if you go into uh, uh, to, to the arena and you only have 9,000 instead of 18,000, the ticket price may have to go up. The X price may have to go down. But I think there'll still be concerts, but maybe smaller capacity. You know, they came out with this whole idea that the sunlight uh, can kill the virus. Well, Riverport's outside, but the problem is is that concerts aren't at five, five o'clock. They're at eight o'clock, so the sunlight doesn't really help. I guess you could put a lot of UV lamps over the pavilion and have shows in there and try to disinfect people while they're sitting there. Yeah, we, we, just, we can take some Lysol tablets. <laughs> well, the, the good thing about an outdoor venue, though, is that you at least have air, fresh air and everything, so they're saying that True. that virus doesn't last as long in fresh air, which is good. So well, that social distancing. It's but. like it's like gyms are going to open soon, right? Lifetime's going to open, and maybe you don't have everybody next to each other. Maybe every two yep. as a person. Yeah, that's it. Work hard and be kind. So you know, we're all going to figure it out, but it's going to be different. For example, take Riverport. I'm sorry, I don't call it Hollywood. I mean, I. Me neither. I always call it Riverport. Well, when I built it, it was that's right. He built it. So go he, ahead. So he, here you go. So you go to Riverport at six o'clock or five o'clock or four o'clock, and let's say you could be tested for, you know, with the Abbott machine, the 15 minute test, and you can be tested for antibodies or you, or you have the other tests that they can do in a shorter period and you get tested. 
and then they put it on your phone or they put it on a bracelet some way or another that at least they're cutting down on people that are coming there sick. If I want to see a concert, I'm not going if I'm sick, but I can't say that about everybody. So if you're not sick, temperature, gloves, mask. If you want to see a concert, I'd rather wear a mask and gloves than not go and see it at all. And I love these things on on, on, uh, on the computer, but how long is that going to last? Yeah. I mean, people are going to want to be out there seeing sporting events and, and seeing concerts. I mean, we don't know if we're going to have baseball this year. It's not certain that we're having football, hockey. We don't know yet. Nobody really knows. Everybody's getting ready right now for what it's going to be like, but we don't know that day. You know, you open up the state of Missouri, but I don't think I'd be going to a concert myself, but I'm, I'm over the age. You know, if you're, if you're 20 years old or 25, although there was a poll that said that 51% of the young people, 25 to 35, said they wouldn't go right away to a concert. But nobody really knows. I don't know. The people talking don't know. Believe me, I know they want to play baseball, but I haven't heard how they're going to do that yet. I hope they do it because the fans want to see live entertainment. That's why, Charlie, remember the day we had Wolfman Jack and, and, and all those midnight special? And my partner, of Zuckerman, he said, Steve, this is going to kill our business. Well, MTV helped our business because it showed acts that were new acts that nobody had seen yet, and people got interested. But I think that's going to have to go away at some point or just be part of our musical culture. It can't be everything. Well, you can't go to a concert. The, the, the business doesn't come back very quickly. The concert business that you we used to be in back in the day, we always say, was a little bit different than it is right now, correct? Well, you're talking about pre the COVID-19. Right. Well, no. Yeah. I'm just talking about before COVID-19 was even here, say, five or six years ago. It was just, it seemed like it was more concerts back in the 80s and 90s. Am I right or wrong? Well, I think there's more acts touring than ever. And next year, Charlie, because of this, being pinned down and can't go anywhere and the acts can't play. The artists have a big payroll too. Manager, business manager, uh, uh, booking agent, uh, techs, mm. sound, lighting tech, grips. They got all these roadies people that, that, that go on tour and that's when they make their money. So I think next year there'll be more concerts. I'm not saying January 1st, but throughout next year, there'll be more concerts touring than there's ever mm. been before. So um, you had mentioned, you know, just their whole companies that they had that put on all these concerts, you know, like Broadway has Broadway Cares. That's a organization that helps support those that are not making any money on Broadway. Is there anything like that for the musicians, for their crews, for the roadies, anything yes. like that to support them during this time that yes. you're aware of? Uh, I, I, have, I have a lot of respect for Mike Rapino. Michael Rapino runs Live Nation, which is by far the biggest concert mm -hmm. company in the world. They own what once was Contemporary Productions Concert Company that we sold to a company, SFX, became Clear Channel, then Live Nation. They have a big fund, millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, AGVA, AFTRA, the Musicians Union have put together uh, by, by lobbying Congress. Uh, they have some, they have funding now. So there's gig funding. You hear about that for even uh, uh, the hospitality industry, which is getting hurt as bad as our mm -hmm. musical industry. So, yes, there are places to go for money. But best thing is unemployment for some because sometimes musicians make less than what unemployment will pay for a week if they were playing a steady job somewhere. But, yes, there are people coming to the rescue. The concert business next year will also be big because some venues aren't going to make it. I read where the Moolah Temple Cinema is not coming back. We've read I just the, saw that, the, too. 
restaurants. So there'll be theaters and, and concert halls and maybe even stadiums and arenas and opera houses that don't come back. And that being the case, for example, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, the pageant, which I built with Joe Edwards back in 2000 uh, and Delmar Hall, which him and Pat Hagen did, those smaller 2000 and down venues could even do a thousand people and have enough social distancing or maybe do 2000. Mm-hmm. Maybe test for the virus and we get a good test to do. But I think the big arenas and stadiums, I sure like to see them back early next year. I'd like to see them back tomorrow morning. And, and so, <laughs> would, you know, so would the people that own the Cardinals. And, and, and I mean, I started to see XFL went out. I mean, that was so much fun going to those games. But I, I'd like to see it back first quarter. But I think it's going to be later for the bigger uh, spaces, so at least indoor spaces. Maybe we can mitigate with the outdoor spaces. Uh, I mean, it's a killing. I mean, I used to own Riverport. If somebody told me I can't open for, for 2020 summer, 40 mm. shows, mm. I'd be out of business. I mean, yeah. you can't sustain it because it's concessions, it's parking. You can't just put it up online and hope that you can make your money back because the sponsors don't want to pay for boxes if you're going to be online. So, I mean, you lose box sales, you lose VIP ticket sales. It, it's it's going to be a mess, but I hope it comes back this summer. I see the Muni said, I, I mentioned July, we're still waiting to hear from some other uh, big operators in town on shows. We'll have to see what happens. I think the next four weeks with some of the states opening up, we're going to see what it really means. And if it, if it spikes, we're either going to deal with that and not keeping people sequestered, or we're going to let the spikes ha- you know, happen. You know, it's one way right. or the other. It's one way or the other. You can't bail. I mean, the reason, curve. yeah, the reason that they did the whole stay at home was just to kind of flatten the curve. The curve's still going to be there. We're still going to have people getting the disease, but hopefully we've but lowered it enough so that the hospitals aren't overrun. Right. Well, the hospitals are overrun, but with the regular flu every year too, and and, and cancer and and automobile accident. I mean, hospitals do a lot of unreimbursed care in the emergency room. I was on the Boards of Barnes Jewish Hospital. So we got busy times, not like this. But we've got to remember in the state of Missouri, although very tragic, we've lost, what, 250 people, which is a shame. And it's a shame that people in North City weren't tested. It's a shame that some of the retirement homes in St. Louis have not maybe done the job they could have done, didn't shut down early enough. Uh, but it, it's you're going to have people die. It's just that we got to do everything we can. Like I get food delivered at my house. I mean, Eric mm-hmm. opened up Tani Sushi just for home delivery right now. And I had it tonight and I'll have a burger from Sportsman's Park because you got to, you can't risk. I mean, we, I had two people over yesterday in the afternoon, but we, you know, we weren't together. Uh, so you have to take a little bit of, I mean, you get in your car, you take a little bit of a chance, but we don't think about that. This thing is on the news 24 seven. And a lot of it's repetitive, but it's nobody knows what the real story is, and we just have to deal with what we can. Well, the gyms right. are, are supposed to open what May fourth. Is that right. what the order is going to well, be? Well, the city of the city of St. Louis and St. Louis County have said until at least mid May. Right. Um, th- so they can they can supersede the governor. So even though the governor said May fourth, city and city and sta- uh, city and county have said May fifteenth. Would you say um, they, would you say they trump? The governor? <laughs> yes. Yes. Lifetime. But um, all I know is what Lifetime, what they are saying and on their website and everything is that um, they will not open until they are assured that their members and their um, team members are safe. So guess, um, they will put places in 
things in place before they open and make sure that it'll be a safe place. My guest people. tonight is Steve Shankman, president and CEO of Contemporary Production. Steve, before we take a top of the hour break, tell us about when you started the Riverport and some of the acts you had there. Well, we we, uh, we started Riverport in 1991 was our first season. Uh, we, we conceived the idea in 1990. Uh, as you may remember, we used to do the concerts at the Muni uh, back yes. in the 80s. Oh, we had, yeah, we had everybody from Diana Ross to Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young. And when that stopped, we had to find another place, and, and we found the land at Riverport. So we opened up with Steve Winwood, which was, you know, you asked me uh, the other time that we talked to uh, favorite concerts. Uh, that was always a favorite. It was Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As, as Steve Winwood. Save that. We're going to save it for the second hour. Save okay. it. Okay. All right. But, but but we had a lot of great shows there. And, and uh, uh, I operated it from 91 to 98. We sold. And then I stayed till 2000. So I did uh, whatever amount of seasons that was. Nine seasons there. It's a great venue. And, and it's doing great. And I'm, and I'm happy that Live Nation is taking that over it's it's just it's just a great situation there not great right this minute but it it will come back everything comes back maybe a little smaller a little less but it's coming back go ahead Pam. i love riverport i love riverport it's my favorite place to go see a show it is so much fun so thank you for thinking of that and building it because we all came well thank you for coming uh my 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 fans and my radio stations supported me if it wasn't for the great radio stations in st louis and the great fans, Riverport wouldn't have been one of the top five amphitheaters in America. So that and the pageant's been a big success. And I hats off to Joe and, and Pat and Live Nation there. I had to leave it because when I sold the company, I had to I had to move on out and do something else. And that's what we're doing today with the new contemporary. Hey, we're gonna take a top of the hour timeout. We're gonna talk about the Fourth of July festival down at the landing, all those things. And we're gonna ask Steve several questions. We're not gonna put him on the spot because he's my man. Matter of fact, I saw him out recently headed to the hardware, didn't I, Steve? That's right. You know That's where I was going? Good. You know where I was going when you saw me? I was going uh, to church to light a candle. Oh, good for you. I was good going to you. church to light a candle. That's the kind of person you are. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this, is ladies night. this is Ladies Night with Karen Kessler and Pam Wilson, of course, my guest. Steve Shankman of Contemporary Production. We'll take a quick time out. My musical guest tonight, we got a bunch of people. Stevie. Phyllis Hyman. We had Womack. Whitney. Whitney. Sucky, sucky. We'll be back.
This is 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. KFNS Wood River, St. Louis. The home of your neighborhood schnook store. To the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right, I'm making a melancholy snuggle up music at home. I know you're at home with your husband and wife. Just go dance. Kiss him. I can come over and show you how to dance, but I can't get too close to you. You know what I'm saying? This portion of the show is brought to you by a place that I they've got a Sweet waiting for me in about 15 years. That's called Delmar Gardens. Love, care, and understanding. Gabe Grossberg, a good friend of Steve Shanks. Good Jewish friend of mine. <laughs> All right. All right, welcome back to the show. Steve Shanks, we were talking about when when I grew up, Steve and I grew up in in the U-City area because you and Irv Zuckerman, your first partner, you went to U-City High. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, class of 1966. We graduated together, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I met Steve when I was with a band called the Bondells. I was the MC and right. became an MC for Steve, and we played Wigwam, played all over. And Steve, you could t- I opened up for the Temptations, a Smokey, did the, I did, tell them, I did the Riverport Amphitheater as well. Yeah. Yeah, you did it all. Charlie was the guy. The Bondells became a soulful illusion after that. And they had four great, actually five great singers and some really good rhythm players. So uh, it was the Impact Soul Review with the Young Hearts and the Soulful Illusion uh, and their band. And we kind of merged those together. We would do jobs. And I mean, those were the days, all the Catholic schools, Catholic high schools, CYC dances, you name it, we played it. I got it all the soccer moms knew me. <laughs> yes, I, that's true. <laughs> we, uh, and Steve got uh, uh, on occasion, Steve Contemporary ran the 4th of July Festival downtown. What was it called? Uh, well, back in the early days, it was uh, the VP uh, Fair. VP Fair. Thursday, Lewis, yeah. Yeah, yeah but Charlie was my MC for all the urban shows we did. And we had one night where the act was a problem going on, and we put Charlie out on stage so we wouldn't have a riot. Yeah. We entertained everybody for about 20 minutes, and then we got the show off. Yeah, they say, well, we got to get somebody out there that can quell the crowd, crowd down. Was that the Aretha Franklin or Patti LaBelle? It was uh, I, think it was a, I think it was Aretha because she wouldn't go <laughs> on stage because something about her contract about playing the orchestra, paying the orchestra. And I sent Robin Tate, my production manager, back to talk to her. And he came back and said, I don't think she's coming out. <laughs> so I went in there, you know, in my black shirt and, and my black pants because I was my trumpet player. I was in the band. Not only did I book the show, produce the show, I'm playing it. And I told him, Miss Franklin, we got to go and we'll take care of the agency on Monday and the money. We'll get the money to you, whatever else I had to tell her. And after the first song, she turns around and she says, the trumpet player came to me and made a deal. What's this? What, you know? Anyway, we, I, I we did, were back. I, I, I was that. backstage with you because she yeah. said, hey, listen, 
I need some more damn money now. And I stood there, so I'm not going to say anything. Don't be funny with my money and all that kind of stuff. And Steve told me, Steve told the guy, he said, Charlie, you got to go out there. We're going to have a ride. And I have to go out on Charlie stage. Out on the stage, he calmed down 250,000 people. That's awesome. Yeah, he was two of them, man. He, he, he knows how to get a crowd to calm down. I know. I, I know. He's got the control. He's, he works the other way. <laughs> Steve, when you look, ladies, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lady Pam or Karen. I was just wondering, Steve, are any of your kids musical, and are you still playing the trumpet? Well, not my son is musical. He plays in a group called Fat Pocket. Mm-hmm. He's the leader of that band. He plays the keyboards. He's great. He was schooled mm-hmm. on jazz, but, you know, there's not a lot of jazz in St. Louis for locals, so he ends up playing with Fat Pocket. He's not working, but if you go on Facebook, they put up a, a song. Actually, they put up uh, I Will Survive, Gloria Gaynor. And then I have the Fabulous Motown Review, and we were booked – solid for you know april may and june and now those jobs have moved to august september and october so i'm hoping that we get our 16 of us back up on the stage where we sure want to play and my girls are you know they're learning some music they're playing taking piano lessons and learning how to play a little bit yeah, you got new son, girls now right yeah i got i have you got girls really the old girls huh seven years old they my, died my, kid, my kids range from seven a duo <laughs> at seven to 40 years old for my oldest son so that's quite Love a that. So you're going to have a family band, maybe? You know what? It, it, my dad was a musician. I played with him five, six times in my whole life. And most of that was when there was a big orchestra, like with Bernadette Peters or with uh, Johnny Mathis. And he was in the symphony, so he was a great musician. And then my grandfather was a musician back in the 40s, and he had his own orchestra as well. So there's been a lot of generations of, of Shankman's playing music. It so- is what I really love to do best because I don't have to be – a concert producer. I don't have to be a business person. I don't have to be the chairman of the zoo commission, which I was. It's just playing music for people that enjoy it. And I love doing that, whether it's a back of the day at Club Riviera or was at the President Obama's inauguration. Right. You played for President Obama's inauguration party, didn't you? I played for him twice. We did the the the, uh, the big deal underneath the rally underneath the arch for 100,000 people. And then he selected us to be one of the bands at his inauguration. Uh, when he ran the first time. Yeah, it was a real, I mean, awesome. think about it. My, most of my group is, is African-American. It was just a big uh, night for them and, and for all of us. But I mean, not only is their president, it was our first black president. It was a big, big deal. Was your first, was the biggest act you ever brought in, was it the Pope or was it working with Everett Agnew with the Beatles? Who, what was the biggest? Well, the Beatles was really at Everett and that was with uh, Howard uh, Stein huh. out of New York. So, that, I, I mean, I did a lot of shows at Bush Stadium, old uh, Bush Stadium. Uh, but the biggest event uh, to this day that I ever did was I was uh, hired to be the uh, event manager when the Pope came in 99. And we literally had over 100,000 people at the convention center. And then we went over to the Scott Trade at the time. And then uh, we had a couple other events out the airport. But that was the largest event uh, I've ever done. We did a Super time, Super Bowl halftime show uh, with you, too. And that was back uh, right after 9-11. And I think it was our guys that conceived the idea of the towers coming down, which was a kabuki curtain with all the names of the people that perished. Uh, those are some big shows. But, you know, Riverport's 21,000, Arrowhead Stadium, Michael Jackson, Victory Tour, 60,000. I mean, we've done some big, big shows. And name some of the ones I like the most are the, are the small ones. Name of your five best and biggest shows you've ever done. They say, man, this was so- – well, One of those shows you go I, home and say, damn, this is something else. I, I'm looking over on my wall here because I have a lot okay. of memorabilia, but <laughs> it's hard to see it. 
I would say one of my favorite shows of all time would be in 1978. We announced on a Tuesday for a show, I think a Friday night, five days later, that the Rolling Stones were coming to Keel Opera House. Tickets go on sale now. And I mean, and it sold out as quick as people could buy. I think we allowed four tickets per person. So 3,000 seats, $10. Peter Tosh was the opening act. The Rolling Stones at Keel Opera House. Number two, probably Michael Jackson's Victory Tour, which opened up at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, uh, which was an amazing show. Um, I think I'd have to think the face-to-face show at the Old Bush Stadium with Elton John and Billy Joel was a, 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 a night of a concert that I'll never forget. It just was magic. This was the first time I think they did it in stadiums. It was huge. But the one I'm going to remember the most at Bush Stadium would be Super Jam 76, which would have been 10 years after the Beatles, full production, Fleetwood Mac, Jefferson Starship, $10 tickets sold out in advance. But it was the first stadium show that we'd ever done of that of magnitude. And then my other favorite show uh, concert-wise would be U2 at the old Bush Stadium. Those are, those are the big ones, the ones that you just don't forget. Although the first concert I ever saw was in 1964, so I was just a young kid. And that was the Dave Brubeck Quartet hmm. at the Car Sand Room at the Chase. I'll never forget that show. And that was my first concert. What about Stevie at the uh, stadium? That's, that oh, night he I, came I, on about 12 midnight. That was Regal Sports. Was Regal. It wasn't run very well back then. <laughs> uh, but it was a great show. Uh, but you're right. I mean, they had a lot of pro- technical problems. Uh, and, and that's what happened with, with Stevie. But if you were talk about the best acts... You know, once again, Billy Joel, I've known since he did Piano Man. So we go back when he was playing the um, uh, Ambassador Theater and opening for Harry Chapin at Keel Opera House. James Taylor, one of the best shows I've ever seen is James Taylor at Riverport. It was just a magical night where everything was just perfect. And then being a trumpet player, and I've known these guys since 1970 when I first did a concert with them, and they were known as Chicago Transit Authority and now only known as Chicago, and they're 50-something years. My company's been around my name for 52 years, and so have they. And, and I mean, you know, I'm just a harm player, so why wouldn't I love them? But I'll never forget Prince, because I only did two shows with Prince, and, I, and you just don't forget that. Same thing with George Harrison. I did one show with George Harrison at the old arena. Rabe Shankar was the opening act. Wow. And maybe because mm-hmm. he was a Beatle. I mean, I did Ringo Starr, too, but, but, you know, Paul McCartney with Wings, I did that show. But there was something about... The, what I would call the quiet beetle, George Harrison, that would just was special. And, and naturally, I'll never forget Janet Jackson, which took two right. cancellations. And she finally was on that stage. Charlie, you were there that night. Yep. Three songs in, she got sick. <laughs> she vomited backstage. And we had to cancel the show. So we had two postponements. And then we had to deal with her, you know, being ill. We had to refund all the tickets at the old Checker Dome. Wow. What are some of your top soul shows? What's that, Charlie? What are some of your top uh, uh, soul shows, black shows? Oh, well, urban, yeah. urban shows. Everything, everything, from urban. Jazz, everything from jazz. The first time Wynton Marsalis came to St. Louis with Ellis's father, who unfortunately just passed away, uh, was at the uh, Westport Playhouse, which I used to do all the concerts there for many years. That's a jazz show I'll never forget. But if you really get into the soul stuff, you know, the, the, the Temptations of Four Tops, I don't care if I did them 30 times. Every time is fun because it's the it's the songs. And even though there's no David Ruffin and sadly, but true, no even Dennis Edwards, who he played with us uh, towards the end of his uh, life before he got really sick. But uh, any of those shows, Aretha, Patti LaBelle, even even in the day when we had dancing in the streets, 
Her voice isn't the same today, but it was great mm-hmm. back in those days. Martha. And, and uh, yeah, Martha Reese. And then my neighbor on Wayne Avenue in New City, Wayne and North and South, Fontella Bass. Right. And, and thanks to Oliver Sane, Fontella became a big star with, with Rescue Me. You got to remember, I grew up basically in East St. Louis, working at my grandpa's store on Pickett Avenue. So I was carrying groceries to Ida Bullock's house, Ida Mae Bullock's house, Mrs. Bullock, uh, who was Tina Turner, Tina Turner, and Jackie Kersey's house, her parents' house, on Pickett Avenue in south, in south of uh, East St. Louis, and going with Charlie to Blue Note, and going to the judges' chambers, and uh, London House East. London so House I really East. Grew up that's where I got my start. Well, that's where I grew up, so... You know, there's no white music or black music or soul music or white. I mean, the soul music were, were white and black audiences back in the 60s. Right, Charlie? That's right. Whether you went to Ledoux High School or you went to Sumner High School, you were buying a four, eight, five dollar ticket and coming to Keel. We all would come together with music and there were no fights, arguments, killings. It was so nice back in the, those days. There was segregation and, and bad feelings amongst, you know, the race, uh, white race and the black. But but. It was so much. When music came out, everybody was there. You remember when Eddie Murphy did Keel? Right. And, and a gunshot went off and he ducked. <laughs> he, thought they, <laughs> he thought they were shooting at him. I think it was a firecracker. Well, he walked off the stage. He was scared. Mm-hmm. He was at the old Keel Auditorium, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> what about some of the Luther Vandross? Luther Vandross. Well, concert? we did that Luther show with Everett Agnew. Everett Agnew was the founder and president of uh, Regal Sports. He was my mentor because I learned concerts from being on his shows. And, and he had uh, Luther uh, with us. We were partners on the show uh, at the old Checker Dome. This is well, many, many years ago. In the round. Yeah, Luther. How about Marvin Gaye? We had that Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell show. You would have been on it. It got canceled because Tammy was so sick and later found out that she'd had brain cancer. Yeah, she was Marvin. David Ruffin's girlfriend. Right. I had the ad to do that show. We were on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about, and then we played a lot with, well, what was it? Group that had, uh, get yourself together, the Caesars. The Caesars. Yeah, we did shows Reason. with them too back back in the day. Montclair's from East St. Louis. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, ladies. Karen. Hey, you were talking about the really large venues, the large groups, and the huge crowds. What do you think is going to happen with all the different music festivals? I know. You know, you look at Lollapalooza. You look like South by Southwest. You know, all those types of things. Do you think those are going to be part of the future of music or not? I mean, there's so many people at those. I I think everything is going to be part of the. Once there's a vaccine, I'm no doctor and I'm certainly not the president of the United States. But I think once there's a vaccine, it's like smallpox. It's (laughs) like any other bad plague. I mean, back in the, you know, the swine swine flu. I think especially people that go to those festivals. Now, people my age maybe will be a little bit more select for a while, but I think eventually it all comes back. I mean, think about mm-hmm. after 9-11, afraid to go in a tall building in New York or anywhere, afraid to get on an airplane before there was TSA, afraid to go downtown. Any, people were scared. Now, obviously, that's different than a virus. A virus, you, you don't see it. It's, it's, it's crazy. But terrorism had been around for a while. But after that, it was really rampant for as far as people going out. So I think once there's a vaccine, and there's protocols that we can lessen. I mean, it'll be like, well, you may get the flu even with the vaccine, but it won't be bad. You'll be sick for three days and you're best not to go out. And, but I think it will lessen because everything seems to come back. It's like the mm-hmm. stock market. I mean, the market was up today. It was up last. I mean, it did go down big time and it may go down again. And again, I'm not a financial advisor, 
But I think all in all, if you're in the stock market, over time, everything will be better. I'm, right. I'm more hopeful than I am uh, knowing about the science of it all. And if you listen to what you hear on some of these shows, with everybody, every doctor is an expert, yet do they really know? And I keep saying, as I said in the early part of the, of the interview, is I don't think anybody really knows exactly what's going to happen. But I, I would hope those festivals come back because I know the people that put those on and that's huge business. But you know what? I think there'll be more smaller concerts for a while, indoor, outdoor. I mean, Riverport can operate with 5,700 seats under the pavilion. They don't have to have 21,000, but I think that will come back as well. And there may be certain protocols or things that you'll have to do to order to, to go. And I think what people feel, like you said about the gym, I mean, I'll go back to the gym when I feel like I can wipe down the right. treadmill. I'm not worried about the bench or weights. I can wipe it down I, and, and, I, and I can shower when I get home. I don't have to touch my face. I can put my mask on when I leave. I think once we get a few months of that behind us, I think people are going to start mm-hmm. Just when it's not on the news 24-7, on 12 right. stations, that's enough to scare you not to go anywhere. And I think I think everything will come back, but some things aren't coming back. Next door to you yeah. is Demon Marcus. They're going to file, it said for what I read, they're going to file for bankruptcy. Some oh. restaurants are going to come back because they can't, they can't make it that amount of time. So I right. think, uh, we've kept all of our employees on at this point, full salary, full benefits. They're all working virtual. Uh, we, we did apply for PPP money, you know, the payroll protective plan, which I thought was a great action from the, the, the government. But what do you do after two months? If there's no business, you're still going to have to have money to go the next two months or other stimulus. I would imagine you all probably applied for that. Yeah, yeah my husband has a small agency, so I understand that. You know, you mentioned earlier about how music just kind of brings everybody together. What did, what did you think of like these different concerts that have been on TV um, you know, like the One World event that Lady Gaga spearheaded. Your I thoughts on it. those? I, I love it. I've known Elton John since he began. After he played the Troubadour a year later, we did a concert with him. I watched that movie with my wife, Katie, and I kind of felt kind of teary-eyed because when he started, it's approximately when I started. You know, he was like 1971 or when I started in 68. So it's like I watched his life story and I looked, that's my life story. Why am I still <laughs> doing this, right? But, but I think... Um, uh, to, to, to your to your question, which was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Just what your thoughts were on these big, big events with all the artists oh, the coming together. No, but the coming together, all oh, those TV shows. The TV mm-hmm. shows are great. I've never been to Elton John's house. I think that was his house in California because he lives in Atlanta in a high rise. Because I have a friend, Bill Miller, his father lives in the same high rise in the ritzy part of, uh, of, of Atlanta. I remember picking up Elton John at his condo, not me personally. And he went to the Georgia Dome and did 50 minutes for Anheuser-Busch. They had a huge conference with 40,000 people. Hey, we're gonna, take, we're gonna take that. a quick, Steve, can you hang on just a little bit longer and take a quick time out? Absolutely, where am I going? All right, you know how to go. Do a concert. All right, my, my guest tonight, the one and only Steve Shankman, president and CEO of Contemporary Productions. This portion of the show is brought to you by Snooks. They've got what you call shortcuts. You ever go in Snooks, they got those little bitty cups. Snacks to go on the healthy side. Pick over 40 different fruits and vegetables. They cut fresh daily in the produce department. Also, we brought to you by Mosquito Joe. New sponsor, national sponsor, folks. They'll come out and spray your perimeter for yellow jackets, bees, and, of course, the most dangerous animal in the world, a mosquito. Mosquito Joe's, 314-492-2309. The one and only. Impeccable.
Soul Sister Whitney will be back. Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. One of the greatest groups ever, ever. David Ruffin, Paul Williams, uh, Eddie Kendricks. Yes. The guy that's David Ruffin, and the guy that's the original member of the Temptation still with him. Right, Steve? These are the temptations. And I got a chance to open up for the temptations, didn't I, Steve? Yeah, I'm going to show you that poster. Talk for a second. Just, I yeah. One second. It was a highlight <laughs> of my career. Say, Tuna, you're going to go out on stage and open up for the temptations. Temp what? That's wild. Uh, hey, this portion of the show also is brought to you by Weber Chevrolet. WeberChevrolet.com. This is our ladies' night edition, although I don't know what happened to Pam. She's not on video, so we can't see we can. We don't know what's happened to her. Hey, I have two questions for Steve oh, boy. when he comes back. Okay, you have two questions for Steve? All right. <laughs> I can't wait to see this poster. <laughs> <laughs> is that the poster? Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. That is oh, the, wow. I was on that show. That is wow. the poster. There's mm-hmm. the original Temptation. That's the band I was in. It's Impact Soul Review. Wow. Next Soul Review. Ticket prices. Look at that. Look at the ticket prices. $2.50. That's a good good price. Look at the square. That's amazing. Lillian Record Shop. Remember Lillian Lillian over there on Martin Luther King? No, I remember you at Joe's in the ad in the TV guy, Joe's Clothes. Charlie (laughs) Tuna shops at Joe's Clothes on King's Island. I had had an ad in in the TV guy every Sunday. I was in a white, I was in white tails. And I was, just, you're right, I advertised for Joe's Clothes Shop on Kingside Wind Page. Sure did. I got to copy that ad. Sometime I'll show. I'll share it with you. <laughs> okay. You got a picture <laughs> of me with Stevie Wonder, too, when he first started singing. I do. A much younger Charlie Tuna, I sure do. I had on a fur coat. <laughs> I think I got a picture of you with Steve Bird, too. Bird's the word. The mighty okay. burner, Steve <laughs> Bird. Okay. Go ahead, Pam. What's your question? Hey, Steve, I have two questions. The first is um, sort of uh, piggybacking off Karen's question. What do you think about um, the Broadway shows and the movies about the um, musical groups? Like I saw The Temptations when I was in New York. I thought it was an amazing show. So what do you think about the movies and the music? And also, I wanted to ask you, um, on your website, you said that you're doing events with a purpose. And I just wanted to know a little bit more about that. I have a background in social work. So sort of, I know they're two very diverse questions. Well, let, me, let me take the second one first. So when I started back in 2000, so I sold the company in 98. 
uh, which became Live Nation. And then in 2000, I left and I started an event co company and a big portion of our business is charities. So I've been on a lot of boards of charities, chairman of the St. Louis Zoo for seven years, uh, on the board of arthritis, on the board of, of, of many, many charities, uh, Born's Jewish Hospitals board for many years, Children's Hospital. So we like doing uh, charitable events that can raise money. And we figure over the years, we've raised millions and millions of dollars help to raise for charities because, you know, we do the event, sound, light, stages, auction, whatever it takes. Now we're starting to do this virtual. So you'll actually be able to go and watch on your TV on Roku on, on an app. You'll be able to watch whatever charities auction and event and even have an after party with a band. But that's what it means, events with a, with a purpose. Uh, it's, your other question is, the, the, all these, well, first of all, the Temptations movie was made, and that was years ago, and I've seen it five times. And the best story in that movie for me and for Charlie is they show St. Louis, and it's not really St. Louis. I think we talked about this last time. Mm -hmm. But they're, but here's the Temptations performing. The last night that David Ruffin sang with the Temptations was August the 4th, 1968, the date that's on that poster. We played on the last show that David Ruffin ever sang. That's right. So, you know, Motown, the musical, all these shows on Broadway that pay tribute to that era. You know, a lot of music will come and go, whether it's disco or other kinds of forms of music. But the music of the Motown era, that those, the 60 whatever year history now almost, that's never going away. My kids, one night we were just playing around with, uh, 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 you know, Alexa, and they said, Alexa, play my girl. It may come on because I just said it. But my point of the matter is, is that music will never die. Even the big bands, and I love Glenn Miller and Tommy Darcy, and I manage Maynard Ferguson. I still like that kind of music, too. And even the 50s music still kind of around with people. But I think the Motown era will live on way past my generation into my kids' generation. All right, that's the one and only Steve Shane. We only have a couple more quick questions for you, Steve. Now, in the business that you're in, it's always a bad night. What are some of the worst acts or some of the worst things that has ever Good happened question. to you in the business? Good question. Well, besides Axel Rose. <laughs> sometimes you get small things like Angela Bofield is playing my club I had in Clayton called Finale, and she wanted $10,000, and that's what we had a check for. It was on a Saturday night. And I'm downtown at the Hyatt playing a party. I forget which company. I think it was Enterprise. And I get a call from my stage manager. He says, Miss Bullfield won't go on stage unless I can give her 10000 cash. I said, well, how much cash do we have there? He said, probably $2,000. I said, give her $2,000 and, and tell her I owe her $8,000. And I'll send her the money. I'll wire it on Monday. She won't go on stage. She gives him back the 2000 He calls me again. I, I have my trumpet in my hand watching my phone. She will not go on stage once to talk to you. So I call off a song that I don't play on. I think it was like Journey, you know, some, one of their songs that the horns don't play. And, and I went over and I said, Miss Bofield, what's the problem? She said, Mr. Shankman, my contract said 10,000 cash. I said, Miss Bofield, I don't see that because I don't have your contract. I'm playing my trumpet in a band in another city when I was downtown. She was in Clayton. She says, well, I need the money to go on. I said, the only thing I can do, you know, she, then she says, well, I'm not going to play. I said, well, fine. Ms. Bofield, give me a call the next time you're in St. Louis. <laughs> what are you going to tell the people? I'm not, so anyway, I said, listen, let, let me do this. On Monday morning, I are you going to be in town? Yes, she said, I'm leaving Monday at noon. I said, I will have the cash over to your hotel before you leave town. 
And she said, that's fine. And she took my word and got on stage. Just like Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry would demand cash every time he played, except I know for me he did because he trusted me because I started booking him back, you know, in the, in the late 70s, early 80s. But, but that's a small one. Now let's talk about, is this really music? Have you ever seen the Insane Clown Posse? They take that Fago soda and they spray it in the crowd and they pretend to do music and rap. One yes. of the I had it at the American Theater, one of the worst shows I ever saw. <laughs> and then I don't know if you ever saw Jim Rose Circus. I did that show also at the American Theater. They had the guy, Mr. Lifto, that was able to lift up a brick with his male part behind the screen. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, Lollapalooza loved it because it was on every one of their shows when they toured. Uh, then there's Bill Cosby. I mean, I did about 20 shows with Bill Cosby, and he always got some money in cash, and I didn't know why. I thought he just needed some cash. Well, the story came out later on. Maybe use that cash for something else. <laughs> I don't know anything. I, Bill Cosby and I always had a good relationship, but it's one of those shows you just can't talk about. But you're right. The, the toughest night of my life was June, uh, July the 2nd of 1991, the night that Guns N' Roses played at Riverport. And the only Code 1000 in the city of St. Louis up to that point had to be called. 400 police officers. It was a riot heard around the world. It, it was a miserable night. They tore the place up, 400,000 in damage. And to some, they thought we would never reopen. Yet we did reopen. And Ted Nugent came. And in USA Today, he says, come to Riverport and bring your camera and take my picture. <laughs> remember, the whole thing was over an Instamatic camera back in 1991, which was really ridiculous. <laughs> Of all the shows and all the great acts and people you've met from everybody, of course, you didn't meet Cal Calloway, you're not that old, but all the great acts from Sinatra and all those people, Tony Bennett, which one of these acts has become lifetime friends with you? Which one did, living or deceased? I did, I obviously, I did Frank Sinatra many times. The last time was in 1993, but we were not acquaintances. I was just the promoter. He was the artist. I, I would say I remember nights like when Billy Joe first started out and we went to Mansion House after the gig, I think at the Ambassador, and we had breakfast at, you know, 1.30 in the morning when you could go to the hack, you go to the tack room. And there were places for musicians to go. Chase. And he told me the story about his wife and the problems he was going through. The fact that he would confide in me, I thought that was a big moment in our relationship. Uh, Harry Chapin who is deceased, uh, was a wonderful person to know. And when you dealt with him, you dealt with him. You picked him up the airport, you know, you took him to the job uh, and they took him back to the hotel. Uh, but there, you know, Maynard Ferguson was a guy I had the closest relationship with, a great trumpet player that did the theme for Rocky because I managed him the last six years of his life. Uh, but, you know, the guys in Oreo Speedwagon, I mean, we go back to, you know, the, the early 70s when they were in Champaign. I managed Head East, the group they had. Never been any reason. Roger Boyd, we remained friends all these years. So there are a lot of artists, you know. I mean, when I see Cedric the Entertainer, it's like, you know, we grew up together. And, and we kind of did because I was the co-producer of, uh, you know, the Kings of Comedy. Comedy, him, yeah. Uh, Robin Tate. So, but he's like family. I mean, I look at Cedric the Entertainer. You know, I helped him get that name, street named after him down in the West End, uh, you know, right off Grand. And I did it out of the love for a man that I thought really deserved I mean, he carries St. Louis wherever he goes, uh, and, I, and I love that about him. I just love him. So there are a lot of artists over the years. Uh, I mean, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, although I don't see him anymore, we did his whole tour, his world tour for many years. And the same thing with Tim Allen. We started his career when he, when he had just gotten out of prison. I mean, 
he, he was selling cocaine one day and selling tickets the next. Six months, six months after he got out of prison, we were doing him at the American Theater and continued to do shows with him many, many years. So, you know, friendly, it's hard when you live in St. Louis. These people live in New York and L.A. and Nashville. So it's hard to stay that constant as far as friendship. But I have a love of many of these people, not only for their artistry, but I mean, like Elton John, I mean, he wouldn't know me if he saw me yet. I've been with him probably 50 times. But you deal with the agent and the manager. But the fact of the matter is, I love what he does. I love his music. I care about him because I think he's done so much for people that that, that need it and, and, and music. And he's just a sweet, sweetheart of a person. I mean, what you see on stage is really, I, mean, well, I know he got mad in Australia. So well, you know so what? That Sinatra had that problem too. Probably the biggest act you've ever met, and you remain friends with him for years, is me. And thank you for being my friend. <laughs> Charles Edwards. Charles Edwards. He's always been a big go. person in my eyes. Got big feet. One time I saw those feet in a bed. I shouldn't have been in the room, but I walked in those feet. It looked like they're about oh, size. I remember that night. I remember that night. Brother-in-law, he woke. He was drunk and he woke up from his sleep and he saw you in the bed next to him. He got under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, someone wants to know what was the name of your family's grocery store in East St. Louis? Stones Confectionery. My 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 grandpa was Stones Confectionery on Pickett Avenue, and my uncle was Kramer's Market, which okay. was another Jewish-run uh, uh, market in East St. Louis. And the big one there was Kaufman's. He had he actually had doors that swung open. Electric doors. That was big time back in the 60s. <laughs> Steve Shankman, thank you very much. Of course, we'll do it again in a few months. Best of health to you and your family, sir. Same to you, Charlie. See you at, the, see at the hardware store. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. See you at Lifetime. Stay safe. Best of luck. Great being on the show with you. All right. Thank you, thank Steve. Thank you. All right. Ladies, thank you so much for being with us tonight. And uh, we didn't. you didn't get a chance. We, we, we'll see you, I guess, soon. We're everybody's on Zoom right now. Don't forget, uh, everybody saw Last Dance last night. Karen, did you see it yes. again? Oh, yes. Uh, what about you, Pam? Did you watch it? It's on a channel I don't get. Oh, boy. Okay, thank you very much, ladies. <laughs> but it was awesome. This is a great sports I heard, show. I heard the interview with Magic Johnson this morning on the Today Show, and it sounded amazing. That doesn't count. Okay, thank you very much, ladies, <laughs> for being on. We will visit with you next week. Thank you. Oh, my God. Good night. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Good night, Joe. Stay safe. Oh, boy. Look at... <laughs> All right. Uh, should we take a final? Let's take. No, we okay. We take a final hey, time. Take, out. take one more final time out. Uh, that was fun. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you had that many uh, memories. Oh, him, him, you, man. you, both of you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, we go big man, time go, memories too. We go big way names. back, man. Yeah, not way little names back. either. I, the worst night was the night they were gonna have a riot That's crazy. at the VP <laughs> fair, man. It was two hundred thousand people out there, and they were mad. It was brothers, mostly. <laughs> well, like he said, yeah. though, music had a sense back then of being of all Absolutely. race, creeds, and colors. So the guy that every year they had someone that was in charge of the VP fair. So the guy said, look, we got to tell whoever you send out there what to do because we're going to have a riot. And Steve said, no, 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 no. You ain't got to tell my man what to do. He don't know what to do. So I walked out there and, you know, tell a couple of funny jokes. And smooth got everything quiet, out. Smooth everything out. Bring them on out. And we had a nice show. 
But I mean, that's, that's crazy. VP Power did a, let me see, Aretha, Four Tops, Patty LaBelle. Because that was the night Patty LaBelle was on stage and laid down on the floor and kicked her shoes off. And everybody oh, she was singing. It. She was singing. <laughs> she kicked she her shoes off. That's when you know she was singing. She kicked her shoes uh, off. She got the spirit a little bit. But yeah, it, was so much, it was so much fun. I never, That's awesome. Never got afraid. Never. Then we went to the kill and did shows. So, but I thank him. And you can't go to a For trusting now, me but... enough to do that. We're taking my final time out of the evening. I hope she has yoga pants on tonight. I hope not. Probably not. I'll be down. <laughs> we'll take a what, 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 what? We'll take a quick time out. These are the Brothers Johnson. Yeah, we're having fun tonight. If you hear any noise, it's just me and the boys. Martha, we'll be back. Hello, my love. I'm here to kiss from you. Red magic's had to play a Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. The Vivacious, Whitney Houston. Great song. A wonderful song. Makes you think. I thought you loved me, baby. We almost had it all. All right, folks. We'd like to thank my musical uh, uh, producer, Martha. <laughs> oh, she picked out the music again? She picks out all the Excellent music. Excellent job. She picks them out. She don't even know she's right. picking it out. Yeah. I'd like to thank theme Steve Shankman. Folks, Excellent. if you have never heard of Steve Shankman, and most people in this area, most people around the world know who he is. He's a heavyweight. And then for, don't forget Thursday night, Bob Nelson, former scout and one of the architects of Tex Winters. Is that his name, Nicole? Tex Winters, yeah, Tex Winters. the triangle. He, he he invented the triangle with Tex Winter. He was with the Bulls in the late, for a couple of years, he was a scout sitting on meetings with Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman. He's got some stories to tell you about the triangle because they had another name for it at first. He'll be on the show with mm-hmm. us Thursday night at about 7.05, right before Dr. Rick. And we're going to have some, we're gonna have some fun shows. The coronavirus... People see it, yeah, well... It's not stopping us. You ain't got nothing to talk about? Yeah, I got something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I always have something to talk about. I got talk something about. to talk about. I've been doing this too oh, long. Yeah. I talked to myself. I had to, but Joe's there. <laughs> hey, Joe, thanks very much for this problem. show. Yes, sir. This will be up on podcast. And don't forget, our podcasts are becoming tremendous. we like to thank everybody. I'd like to thank all my sponsors, too, for staying with us. This thing is not over, folks. Don't get happy because they're going to open up bars and restaurants. Barbershops, 
I'm not going to my barbershop. They can come out and cut my hair in the car. <laughs> my barber, sitting next my to barber some other people. a rubber suit. Really got the hazmat suit? Got all that. <laughs> got the gloves, got everything. Because I don't know about all them brothers coming to the barbershop. Uh-uh. You may be one of them yeah, contagious yeah, brothers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> some people are living a little rougher than they mm. need to be. Willie, you're looking bad, brother. You better go, you better go straight uh, to the mark. You got to cut your own hair. Yeah. <laughs> you better get you some clippers to go backwards, baby. Get a moonwalk and get a haircut. Folks, thanks very much for joining us tonight. We'll be here tomorrow night. Howard Balls and I think Matt Berger will be back with us tomorrow night, too. Tom Wally will be back tomorrow. He won't be so afraid. He'll be back with us. <laughs> Joe Davis, be safe. You, too. He let it move men's souls. Can you see? I love America.